Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we're not actually going to be looking at a theological perspective as much as a general principle for learning some things in theology and in other areas of life as well. What I wanted to do here is talk about understanding the opposition. And the reason I wanted to do this is we have this thing in the United States that happened around the 1800s called denominationalism, where all these different churches started to divide into all these different denominations. And then some people will look at this and say, well, this is, this is division. This breaks unity in the faith. And some people look at different denominations and say, eh, whatever, doesn't matter. Hey, you go to this church, we go to this church. And, you know, some differences are what style of music do you like? And I get that, you know. If you're not big into modern contemporary rock, you are probably not going to be able to worship well if your service is opening in that. But you might be a person that wants to listen to hymns instead. But there's some people that just don't know or understand or want to care about old hymns. Is there anything specifically holy and spiritual about hymns? Not really. Uh, I can say that some of them theologically are much better than some of the more contemporary music we have today, for sure. But even that is kind of hit and miss. There's some bad hymns. There's some good contemporary songs. And uh, the point we want to make here is that some areas in denominationalism are actually very divisive. Do you dip or do you sprinkle or do you submerge for baptism? How do you take the Lord's Supper? What frequency do you take the Lord's Supper? All of these are interesting perspectives that we want to think about. And there's some theological points that actually seriously divide Christians. The one that I do take solid stances on is Calvinism versus Arminianism. And I'm a five-point Calvinist. And some people just hear that and immediately go, oh my God, you just think that God is, is this puppet master and all this? Well, that's not what Calvinism teaches. And the point of doing this discussion here is to say, in order to be able to take a solid viewpoint, you have to understand the opposition. The reason I can take a strong stance on Calvinism is because I've taken the time in my past to fully understand Calvinism and to fully understand Arminianism and understand all of the nuances in between them. And that's an important perspective because I think that that is another reason why people leave the church or walk away from God. Because as we're going throughout our life, one of the things that we notice is if we are, if we're raised in this this hardcore, rigid church structure that says this is right and no discussion, you, that is more indoctrination. Some Christianity is indoctrination. Is it all? No. In fact, it's our task to not have indoctrination. We should understand the various viewpoints. We should understand Arminianism if we're going to teach Calvinism. And we should encourage the students in our church to understand the different points. And I saw one guy, he left the church because he, they were not allowed to ask legitimate questions. Why do we believe this way? And I see that many times in some churches where questions are uncomfortable. And if you simply ask a question that might potentially challenge the status quo of the church or the believing points of the pastor, it is a major point of contention. And that's a problem. Because in order to understand any theological view, which even is Christianity itself, and I go back and think back to an old story where 
Uh, I had some friends that they put their kids in public schools and, and some people were just like, why, why would you do that? All these different things they teach. He said, I'm really afraid of the things that the school teaches because I want them to understand the different perspectives and the different aspects. And we should do that on our theological perspectives as well. We should understand the different perspectives. And so this is one of the things that I start to see in some of the homeschooling groups is there's been some people who have homeschooled their kids because they don't want them to learn anything about evolution. Well, there's no faster way to lose your child to the theory of evolution than to not teach it to them. In fact, I argue in my new book, Hezekiah's Prayer, that one of the reasons Hezekiah was so focused and dedicated on God is because his father was so opposed to him. That's an interesting perspective to take. Is there a specific verse that says that? No, but looking at the different nuances of what was going on in the kingdom at that time, I've come to that conclusion by reading beyond the text. Look at this as saying this is a possible solution. Now, is that biblical? It's not in the scripture, if that's what you're asking. Could that be subject to change? Yeah. But is it something that we have the solid answer for? No. It's an opinion. It's a viewpoint. It's a thought that's based upon this idea that there are a lot of people who have turned away from things of the church because the church will not allow them to even ask simple questions to the opposition. So consider eschatology. I've known people who have completely denounced someone as an unbeliever for saying, oh, he's just an all-millennialist. How evil is that? And a lot of people don't even understand. And it brings it back to this idea because we, in this modern world, in the modern American or Western evangelicalism, we are basically completely seeped in pre-tribulation. And if we even question if there's a pre-tribulation, a mid-tribulation, a post-tribulation, our salvation is up for debate. And that's a problematic thing. Because if you want to come in and take a solid stance on any of these viewpoints, you have to completely and thoroughly and totally understand the opposition and even be able to defend the opposition. And that is very important. And I've actually used that in order to test how well people understand different theologies. I can go into a meeting and completely defend Arminianism. I can point to the scriptures that are used to defend it and all these types of things, and I can twist you into a pretzel. <laughs> I mean, because I've learned the opposition. But only when you truly understand all of the viewpoints can you make a solid stance and say, this is the one I believe. Otherwise, you're operating on presuppositions that may or may not be correct. I think back to... One of the old favorite pastors that I have, and I still like some of his older stuff to this day, um, but he has he actually openly denies five-point Calvinism, calling it hyper-Calvinism. The problem is that's not hyper-Calvinism. Hyper-Calvinism is fatalism. Hyper-Calvinism is all these, it's taking, taking the theology too far. That's not what five-point Calvinism is, though. And taking the viewpoints at the tribulation. When, when is the rapture? Is the rapture going to be pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? Unless I can really defend all three of those arguments, I cannot assert, assert which one is which. Because I might say, I've studied all this about pre-tribulation, and then I've not studied anything else about anybody else. And that's oftentimes what happens. You're taught a principle. You're given this Lesson from your pastor, your youth pastor sometimes, in the case of the younger people, where you're given this information and to even question it 
is problematic. And that is problematic. We always need to question. We always need to be learning. And we always need to be questioning what we believe and asking, what if the opposite is true? Can we understand it? Take the time to learn those. So I want you to think about this as, as your task. Think about, do you take a stance on pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation rapture? If so, why do you take that stance? Can you truly defend the opposition? If not, study the opposition to understand it. Do you consider yourself a Calvinist or Arminianist, or do you not even understand what those terms are? Which is important, because we should. Because on a cursory, fully, well, not cursory, but complete understanding of Scripture, only one of them reigns as being biblical. If you do not understand the various viewpoints, you need to take the time to learn those. So think about that on any different aspect that you're taking in the church. Anything and everything. Study the opposition so you can truly understand what stances you take. Then you'll be able to boldly declare what you believe the correct stance is and actually understand it by understanding not just what you believe to be true, but also by understanding the opposition. So let me know if this has been helpful for you, if it was just difficult to follow and understand. I, I'm not sure one way or the other, but uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.